Welcome, everyone. I am back. I'm alive. It's been a busy month of September, but nonetheless, I'm back. And uh, I'm actually glad to have Clyde, my brother from another mother, all the way back from uh, Denver, Colorado. Clyde, how's life been treating you? Of course, we got a lot to talk about, but you know, life itself is more important. How, how have you been, man? Life is great, man. Oh, I have a Sorry, buddy. No, you're good, man. Not a problem. And, uh, Hey, let's get down to it. Of course, before we talk some Denver Broncos football, as always, uh, listen to us on iTunes and Google. But, uh, you know, we, we joined uh, the Championship Sports Media, so we're part of that. And, of course, let La Terrain watches save uh, save some money using the code Air Raid. But, uh, Clyde, let's get down to business. Denver, our Broncos. We are currently one of, what, five teams left that is undefeated. 3 and 0. I know we got a tough task against Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, but uh what's your thoughts on so far uh 3 and 0? I mean, first of all, we're we're beating teams that we're supposed to beat the way we're supposed to beat them. Um the defense is flying around. The, I mean, our defense is legit. Yep. Uh, yeah, nobody can nobody can score on us. I think we're at, we're giving up what eight and a half points a game or something like that. Last week, literally the Jets didn't score at all. They didn't even have a chance. They had no shot at scoring. Uh, I think it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion that our defense is going to be one of the top two or three defenses in the league. Well, I'm uh, you know I'll say this first, and you know I know where Clyde you know Clyde we you and I talked about quite a bit, but. I'll give him props and props to do. Teddy Bridgewater is playing lights out. I mean, obviously he's he's got his struggles, but he showed his flash against the Giants, and uh, he got out. He got out of situations. He could have been sacked and all that other good stuff. So, but nonetheless, I, I like what Bridgewater's bringing to the table. I don't know about you, Clyde, but this team is really hyped up, and especially really love the mentality that that Bridgewater is bringing to this team so far. Uh, he's exactly what I told you he would be. He'd be the adult in the room. We needed the adult. He's he's brought the leadership that I knew that he would bring. Um, I knew that he was smart. I think that was um, obvious. Every, everywhere he's gone, he's been able to learn the offense. He's learned, what, five offenses? Uh, he's done all kinds of different roles. He's come back with injuries. Team, I think he's been the missing piece, to be honest with you. Um, I think that uh, will lead us to the playoffs this year, and it's going to be a fun year to watch. Well, most definitely. And, you know, I know it's and people say, well, it's only 3 0. Okay, I get that. Hey, we're in first place. You know, it's been a while since we've been in this position. I think the first time, I think 2012 was the last time we were 3 0. But, you know, you look at it, this team top to bottom. Bridgewater is bringing us a different mentality with a more more of a mobile quarterback, I would say, because of the fact that he can get out of positions and and rushes that maybe Locke and Joe Flacco and the list goes on and on that could have probably been sacked. Decision making's a whole lot better, especially from a year ago. But uh, I like I like where Denver's at, and right now this team's a hell of a team, and 
you know, I know Baltimore's going to be tough. They got their tough stretch now coming up, but I know where it's, it's still do they, though, do they? Is Pittsburgh better than the Broncos oh, are right now? Oh, absolutely not. Quarterback position, we beat them. Look, they don't – Pittsburgh isn't – we're going to beat Pittsburgh. I, I think I can't have wait to play the Raiders. This is – look. This is why I'm a fan. I, this is what I love about being a fan. It's like I can't yeah. wait for Sunday now. Mm-hmm. It has been so long since I've been able to say like I cannot wait to watch a Bronco game. Sunday is must see TV, man. Yeah. Um, how we're gonna take care of the Ravens? Just to find out. But the Ravens' defense is not good. Mm-hmm. They're bad. They're really, really bad. You know, they have holes that we can exploit. I think Teddy's going to chew them up, spit them out. Um, so I think the next three or four games, we might end up being the only undefeated team in the NFL come, I don't know, the Browns game? Uh, look at the schedule. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, uh, 7-0 and going into Cleveland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It would not shock me. Let's just put it that way. It wouldn't shock me. I would almost be shocked if we lost this weekend. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I was on a guest on, on Max uh, Mamba's Legacy podcast, and we actually talked Bronco football, and I told him, and this, as a Bronco fan, been a fan for my whole life, and I know you as well, along with the rest of Bronco's country, is this is the most exciting I think we've been in quite some time. Probably what since Manning and eighteen and uh, twenty fifteen when we won the Super Bowl. I guess post Manning is the biggest funnest time right now. I'll put it that way. I think this year will be one of those years. You know, I said it last year. I think we talked about it right around the draft time, and mm-hmm. this is the beginning of a new era in Broncos football. Yep. I think this this year is the start of a new era. Uh, we got a new new GM, new quarterback, mm-hmm. kind of a new philosophy on the way we're building our team. Um, it just it just feels like a renaissance for Broncos football, and it feels like we're going to be here for a while. I think we're a team to reckon with. I I really believe that we can now fight. Um, you know, and I hate I hate to point the poke the bear. You know, I say be careful what you wish for, but I really think we got a shot against Kansas City. Kansas City is a team right now that you don't know. I mean, let's be honest. You don't know what this team is. Kansas City's defense sucks. Tampa Bay exposed them in the Super Bowl last year. I think everybody's caught on. There's a blueprint. Yep. The the blueprint is rush the rush the quarterback, get get pressure with four guys and cover in the back. I mean it sounds easy, right? It sounds like the blueprint for everybody. But honestly, I think the Broncos have the personnel to expose Kansas City the way that that uh, that Tampa Bay did in the Super Bowl. I think people looked at that film and still looking at that film and realizing how can we get on the outside and both edges, doesn't matter left or right, and how can we get to Mahomes? I think the Chargers, I, I wish people would give the Chargers more credit, but this team can play. Justin Herbert can play. Oh, he's a baller, dude. Absolute baller. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. I haven't I didn't watch that game. Um, I heard 
though, that Mahomes threw some bad picks. Mm-hmm. He's been throwing some bad picks lately. And I, got to I think Hilaire fumbled a couple times. Is that what I heard? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I've been out of the loop with Kansas City, but I heard he fumbled a couple times. So, I mean, when you turn the ball over, even the best teams in the league get exposed. And that's one thing the Broncos haven't – they have done. I mean, the, the Rook fumbled on the one-yard line. That was a, that was a bummer. But uh, other, than, other than some, you know, one or two turnovers for the Broncos, no picks, it's been – they've been keeping a hold of the ball. I think, you know, what do they have, like a plus five turnover mm-hmm. margin right now? Correct. When you're plus five and you can control the foot and control the clock, I mean, those are the things that win you games in January and February. Well, I don't, you know, this defense is is legit. PS two is playing. I know he's coming off the bench, starting at times, but he can still play. It doesn't matter. This kid's good. I know he's got his what first interception against uh, Jacksonville is. Officially first, even though I still count the Minnesota one. Um, but that kid, he hasn't even allowed a touchdown even during his college play or his college gate days at Alabama. I mean, this kid is a stud. He's a baller, man. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, I kind of scratched my head when when the pick came in and uh, you and I were we were on Twitter going back and forth, you know. <laughs> so we had our draft, we had our draft special. We, yep. had, we had a couple podcasts right around draft time before yep. and after. And, and we kind of scratched our heads like, really? We passed on Justin Fields? And looking back on it now, what a great pick. You know, what? A, what thank God we passed on him and took, and took the and took PS2. And, you know, it took, me a, it took me a little bit. And I'm not talking about a long time. I'm talking about like 20 minutes. But right. in 20 minutes, I was over the pick. And I was like, oh, man. I like the way this team is headed. Uh, you know, we had picked up P, uh, Teddy Bridgewater the day before for a six-round pick, which is nothing. you know, and and only have to pay him like three million dollars this year. I mean, the way this team has been has been set up, it it's nothing short of genius, to be honest. Dude, I I'm pumped. You know, I couldn't I didn't watch much of Jacksonville. That swamp that worked, but th- this team, left to right, I love the firepower. And I don't know about you, Clyde, but Vaughn is looking phenomenal right now, coming off the line. Yeah, he's just so fast, dude. He's so explosive, and he's still bendy. He's mm-hmm. like Gumby, man. He, you know, he's fe- he's so strong too. But the thing with Vaughn is, it's hard to it's hard to touch him. It's hard to even mm-hmm. just get your hands on him as an offensive right tackle you can't even he he's almost un, literally untouchable sometimes and the way he's been playing the run too i mean people forget what a great run defender he is he's not going to come up and and knock you out like like say a ray lewis would but he's like a like a sniper you know mm-hmm. he's just so fast and he can read he can sniff out what you're trying to do against him on almost every play, and, and he's just so fast, and it's just so fun to watch. And so, uh, yeah, it's Von Miller. That another one of those decisions that George Payton made that 
are it's just genius. Speaking of George Payton, of course, we got you know injuries galore, but um, I know, of course, KJ's out for the year, uh, Judy's still out for a while, and Chubb, and the list goes on and on. But the fact that we're winning games without uh, some of these players is, is, is still impressive and shows, I guess, that finally that we show we have some type of depth, I guess. Offensive line wise, that's pretty impressive because we, yeah, we have great depth. Uh, I'm not saying that we can stand to lose anymore. No, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, do that. I think we're stretched to the limit right now. But if you want to, if you want to look at it, honestly, I think losing Josie Jewell is a big loss. But I think we might even have upgraded that position. Yeah. <laughs> In a weird way, I think that Sternod, that he's a rookie, ultimately he hasn't played much. I think this is the first year he's played. He was hurt last year fifth round pick last year uh he's coming in and he's looked every bit the part if not better than than josie jewel i mean that's hard for me to say but he's balling out of control right now um you know in the secondary king stearns they're gonna they're gonna bring him in and, and play some dime and he had a pick last week uh and you know, there's some linebackers and some secondary that that we just really deep there, and it's kind of nice to see that. Um, another thing I like about George Payton is how he's going and and um, sniping some of these other players off the of practice squads around the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got that, that. He's got a linebacker or two off of off of uh, practice squads. Yep. Kaiser and uh, what's that other kid's name? Uh, Ninety four. I don't know. Yeah, he got that one guy what, from the Rams, and then he got somebody. Yeah, that was Kaiser, right? I think so. And then Jacksonville was somebody. I yeah, I think it was. Hey. And then we went and got uh, was it David Moore? David Is Moore. that his name? Mm-hmm. Off the Ra- off the Raiders practice squad yeah. to uh, take KJ's place. I mean, a guy who started fourteen games and scored fifteen touchdowns in his career. Thirteen. He scored more than ten touchdowns in his career. So I don't know why he was even available. How is he? How is a guy like that even even available to go pick up? That blows my mind. But give it give it to George, man. That 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 front office is really doing working wonders with um, you know going deep and and really uh, showing showing us what 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 he can do um, roster wise. It's been it's been pretty cool to watch. Speaking of front office, you know, of course, this team is going to is what for sale, about to be for sale. John Elway wants to, you know, he he's interested in buying. I don't know if you heard this one, but of course, eighteen Peyton Manning, he's he's interested. But uh, what's your thoughts on the potential maybe Elway Manning kind of co-owning? It almost feels like it's one of those things where they're going against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, look, I hope I hope Peyton gets I hope Peyton puts together a team that that can buy the Broncos. That would be really cool. I think uh, having Peyton Manning as a lifetime Bronco would oh, nice. would be cool. So for him to own the Broncos would just it would be poetic, as, as would John Elway. But 
I'm more of a Peyton Manning fan um, in terms of ownership. I think he'll be more – it just feels like John Elway's tired. Like, he would do a good job of sitting in the booth and being the face of the organization. But I think Peyton Manning would really roll his sleeves up and, and be a, a damn good owner. Well, and I think that Manning, no offense to Elway, but I think Manning – You'll probably see more on the field, more active with the team. Yeah, yeah you exactly. might see Elway on the sideline, but I think when push comes to shove, I think you might see John at at uh, you know some bar and grill, and probably you know ten feet away. I don't know. I, I I think it's interesting nonetheless. What would the sales pitch? If I know it's a weird topic, but it's not even like a discussion. Would you? What do you think the sales pitch is like? Welcome to Denver. Here's what you're gonna get. I've always asked myself that. I kind of wonder what the sales pitch is for Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a like to to kind bring like, in free agents, free agents, and of course the ownership with the ownership uh, issues going on. Uh, well, I mean the sales pitch is same. Denver's a great place to live, man. Mm-hmm. It's just a great place. It, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat Denver. Um, the people are awesome. The weather is awesome. I don't want to say too much because you know there, there <laughs> there's a lot of people already moving here. You know you don't you don't want That's everybody to move here. Know. But it's one of those things where, dude, it's a it's it's uh it's not a secret anymore. You know what a what a great place it is. Um, everything about it's great. I mean. I, I don't know one bad thing about I can't say one bad thing about Colorado. So to, to live here and to to come here, I mean it's 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 awesome. It's one of the best places on earth for sure. I don't know I don't know what else to say. Hey. I'm not gonna argue that. The, the one I, thing that does suck, I, I mean, if, you, if you're going to if you're going to nitpick, I mean our air quality sucks because we get all the all the, the smoke from from all the wildfires in the, in the yep. West. And I haven't seen the mountains in about three months. So it's been kind of nice seeing the mountains this last couple of weeks, you know? Oh, I'm sure. But we, in the last three months, we haven't been able to see too much of the mountains from, from the front range. So that's been kind of a bummer. But other than that, I mean, Colorado's great. Well, you never know what the future holds, but trust me, dude, I'm trying to get there myself. Oh, yeah? I'm trying, man. It's not an easy pitch, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know there, there, there's room, there's room, buddy. Well, everybody else is moving up there, so you guys gotta make room for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's definitely room, buddy. I, I would love to, we'd love to have you. <laughs> well, trust me, I, I, you know the market where I want to get into long term wise, the market here in Oklahoma City just doesn't fit. We're just too small of a sports market, and even just market in general. So, you know, I gotta, as they always say, broaden your wings and all that good stuff. So we'll see. But yeah, uh, cool, man. That, um, what do you want to do in the sports? What, what do you What do you do? What's well, currently I'm a um, a uh, assistant ops manager for a commercial franchisee company. I won't say who out of respect to them in case they mm-hmm. find my stuff offensive, which whatever, but. Um, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's all right. I mean, it's it pays the bills, and but yeah, long term wise, you gotta, you know, that's it's not my not my passion. 
Yeah, I, I, I pay the bills. I can't complain. Fair enough, man. Yeah, there's there's work too, man. I'll tell you what, like maybe that's another thing. Like there's so much work mm-hmm. here. I mean, I mean, so much, so many people are coming here that they they just they just there's just such a need for work. So, I mean, if you're willing to do it, work hard. Colorado's a place to be, man. There you have it. Looking back at the Broncos' schedule, realistically, down the stretch, the Ravens, you know, the Ravens are inconsistently. We talked about it. Defense is not as good as it used to be in the past. Steelers, the quarterback is done. I wish he would give it up. I'm really circling that Raiders game. And you're looking at uh, six and or five and oh headed into that game. Realistically, I'm looking at the schedule. We're at uh, quite a ways until we get to our first bye or bye week, I think, what, week 11. Yeah. But you're looking at the schedule. And is it fair enough? And I'm not being a biased fan, but it's a realistic question. If they can get by Baltimore, you're looking at Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, Cleveland, Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia before the bye week. Could it be realistically best? Honestly, easy to say we could go unbeaten before our bye week with that schedule. I don't want to go that far. <laughs> you don't think so? I, I'm not. I'm not willing to make that call. I, you know, the way that Justin Simmons puts it, every one and zero every week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's get through this week. I, I think you know. I think we're favored this week against the Ravens. So w- there's a very good. Ch- let's put it this way: there's a very good chance that the Broncos will be either um, even money. Or favored in every one of those games. Ooh. You know, I got some Cleveland fans that listen to this thing. I got two Cleveland fans that were getting on. I'm um, getting on. Yeah, Broncos are currently favored. I know we're still almost a few days out, but right now we're favored by a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd take that back. I'd take the Broncos back. Oh, absolutely. I'll take that in the heartbeat. I just, I just don't see how the Ravens can can stop the Broncos' offense. Well, no, and you know, you look at Baltimore's offensive line; they've struggled yeah. early. I know it's only four weeks, but they've struggled. And Vaughn, this is the best Vaughn I've seen him play in quite some time. Yeah, and isn't uh, who's their best? Who's their uh, right tackle? Who's that guy? He's a really good player, but. He's kind of nicked up a little bit. Oh. What's that guy's name? Oh, Staley? No. Um, hold on. He's on the he's on the on the injury report. I think he's questionable this week. I know who you're talking about. It's drawing a blank. Yeah, he's a really good player. Awesome player. Villanueva. Nah, is it villain away that's playing right tackle for them? Yes, sir. Is it Alejandro Villain the wave is the right tackle? Who's the left tackle? Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie Stanley, thank you. Ronnie Stanley's a baller, but he's nicked up. Uh, by the way, Charlie, what's his name? Villain the wave? Villain the Yeah, let's see if he gets any sleep this week. <laughs> <laughs> you think Baltimore? They, they like to use their tight end in the past game, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and it and it seems like the Broncos are kind of taking the tight end away from other teams because they have to use their tight end to chip Vaughn. Because if they're not chipping Vaughn, he, he's on like I said, he's he's untouchable. Like the tackle cannot get to him. So they've been chipping him almost on, on every passing down. So that might be uh, that might be difficult for the Ravens to get their tight end into the offensive flow of the game if they're they got to keep him in and, and chip Vaughn and help out Villanueva. That you know that that's gonna Vaughn is gonna wreck this team this game. It, it, I don't know how how else to put it. Vaughn is gonna be a game wrecker this week. Baltimore, in order to succeed against Denver's defense, they're going to have to utilize Mark Andrews to where he can get off the line and become that receiver. Because if they don't, I don't know if Marquise Brown and the rest of the receiving core can keep up with this deep with the secondary. I, I agree. And then and and so it becomes one of those where where you you have to Lamar Jackson has to do it all mm -hmm. against this team, and I I just don't see how it happens. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's an all-world player. Don't get me wrong; he's a former MVP. But against this defense, it's going to be tough. So, I mean, I don't think there's any. I mean, there are Raven fans out there that are, you know, jaded and they think that they're just going to come in here and, and and stomp a mud hole because <laughs> of our past. But this is not last year's defense. This is this is uh 2021 Denver Bronco defense is is legit, man. Legit. Teams are are getting shut down in the secondary. This secondary is as good as anything I've ever seen from the Broncos. That includes the no fly zone. Yeah, I'm gonna say it'd be, it's definitely the best since the no flying zone, if 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 not getting better. Might be better, dude. Could be, yeah, I could see that. I know it's it's crazy to say. I, I know we've only played three games and <laughs> we played three really bad teams. And I guess this week is where where the where where the rubber meets the road. I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But I think this week is where everybody kind of opens their eyes to the Broncos and they're like, "Oh wow, these guys are for real." You looking at? I'm looking at. Uh... So for the Broncos offensively, I'm trying to find the defenses rankings, but. I guess the NFL lap is not going to show that. You know, you passing wise, they're twelfth in the league. Defense, uh, offense. Oh, they're twelfth in 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 passing yards. Mm -hmm. Receiving, Good. they're eleventh, and Las Vegas and leads both categories. They're thirteenth in first downs. Dallas leads that. They're eighth in rushing. Baltimore leads that. And then they're twelfth in points, and Arizona leads that, which Arizona's pretty they're pretty special. They're a pretty good team. Yeah, they are too. Yep. Trying to find the defensive rankings. I'm not, I'm hey, not seeing it, but do you have can you uh find out what time of possession? How how the Broncos are doing on, on time of possession? Let's see. NFL. I like. I'm kind of curious. Where do you, where, where would you say the Broncos right now in time of possession? First, that's what I, I would do for top three. Maybe, maybe second. Currently, we rank first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
This is what you're supposed to do. This is how you can. This is how you win football games. If, if you can control the clock, if you can control uh, time of possession, as what they're doing right now, run the ball, control the clock, stay ahead of the game, stay ahead of the chains. And that's what that's they're what doing. They're I, mean, I mean, what do you want from them? They can only play who's in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. This is who. This is who they are here. This is what they. This is what they built their team to be. Is ball control and play defense. Just three and outs on defense and run the ball. Run the ball. Hold the ball. Throw the ball down the field. It's, it's a beautiful. It's a, it's fun to watch, man. I don't know what to say. It's, it's, I'm, I'm I'm excited to be a Broncos fan. And here we go with the stats. Their first in time of possession, thirty six thirty five is what they're averaging. Thirty six thirty five a game. Thirty five a game. Bro, that's insane. <laughs> that's great, dude. That is insane. Yep. That means their defense is fresh. Well, and that's what killed them all, killed us always in the past. You would have Drew. I, I'm not blaming any quarterback because it really doesn't matter. All of them from 20, what, 16 all the way up to currently, that's what killed us. It was quick yeah, three yeah. and outs or a quick turnover, and this defense is right back on that field. And then yep, people yep. are like, oh, they, they're, they're just not good. Well, shit, I wouldn't be good either if I'm on the field 40 minutes of the game. Exactly. Especially in Denver with that thin air as it is. That's exactly right. Uh, that that's this is what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what Teddy brings to the, to the to team, team, man. And, and he, doesn't he doesn't make dumb, dumb mistakes. mistakes. You know, I, I was where was I at when I was thinking this? Might have been probably at the OU when I was working that game. But anyway, I was thinking. I said, you know, I'm actually a Bridgewater guy. Yeah, <laughs> I still like my lock guy, but. I think change of scenery for Bridgewater has done him well. Boy, he's <laughs> well, playing. I mean, it goes without saying, right? Yeah, he's playing really phenomenally well. He's a good leader. I don't know. I, I said this when we, when we uh, on our draft special when we picked him up. I told you. I told you. They did not pick up Teddy Bridgewater to be a back. They picked up Teddy Bridgewater to be a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. This was never a competition. This was obvious from the jump what was going to happen to me is that they they could not they could not run another year with Locke at, at the at quarterback. They could not do it. Well, Vic Fangino once wanted his job. He he had to put Bridgewater starter. He has no choice. Come on, man. Yeah, if you want to be here for twenty twenty two. You're going to have to put the right guy at quarterback. You, 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 it's a trust thing. It's mm-hmm. a trust, like I said, dude. You can't, you can't be so inconsistent and, and, and put your life on the line. Ultimately, this is, the, this is his life, right? Yep. He doesn't get another shot at head coach. Oh, no, with his age, no. Mm-hmm. This is his last chance. So his whole life is on the line. His whole head coaching life is on the line, and and his coordinators—they're all on. They're, this is their life on the line too. So you have to, you had to make a change there. Could not go into the season status quo. It just was not. It was. It could not happen. Now. 
And and like you said, Teddy Bridgewater, they brought in the right guy. They just went and got the right guy. And I, I, I Teddy Bridgewater is going to make George Payton executive of the year this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's going to be executive of the year. Well, I don't know who else we to put in there. <laughs> I can't imagine. Hey, I'm getting it's getting kind of dark. Yeah, I turn some lights on. You can see my pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, dude, with the with your shirt, that was actually a pretty cool thing. You're like glowing. Bang. Astronaut on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean Vic, Vic Fangio. I, I liked him. I had nothing. I really had nothing against him to begin with. I just thought his poor quarterback plays is in one in the position that we were in, and unfortunately, head coaches do get a lot of heat. And uh, I think if we can make the playoffs, do you think it's safe to say? Without, I'm going to say anyway. If I think even if we make the playoffs, he's safe for one more year. Do you think, or do you think we make have to make a run in the playoffs for him to still be safe? Um, we gotta make we gotta make the playoffs. I think if we win the AFC West, his oh, job is secure for next year. That'd be nice. Um, we have to win the West, though. Well, of course, yeah. And that's gonna be a listen. If you win the AFC West this year, you won the toughest division in, in football. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. I don't know who else who has a better who has a better division than the AFC West. Well, you're gonna say people are gonna sit there. I know Dan's gonna listen later on when the episode releases, but you know he's gonna sit there and probably say, and I'm not arguing with them. The NFC West because you got Arizona, San Francisco, the Rams, and Seattle. Fair that's enough. The only other that's the only other division that has even an yeah. argument. Oh, absolutely. And my argument really would still put AFC because Seattle's starting to go on the downhill slide. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals are obviously making itself known. 49ers, tough loss for them. The Rams seem that they don't care who's quarterback. They can still win. I just still yeah. think the the AOC West, excuse me, is a lot better because you still got Kansas City, even though they're predictable now. But the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers are all three moving up, and they got some good quarterbacks. Well, they just have good teams all the way around. It's like I told, like I said, when um, when the, when the Broncos were winning the division every year and they go into Super Bowls and, and ultimately winning a Super Bowl, everybody was chasing the Broncos, so they had to build their team to beat the Broncos. Yep. Now you have the Chiefs doing the same thing. They're winning the winning the division every year, and now you have to if you want to compete. With the Chiefs, you have to build a team that will compete with the Chiefs. And in doing so, they've built a team that will compete with anybody in the league. And so as a team shows that they are, you know, ultimately kind of a dynasty, mm-hmm. the Charger or the Chiefs going to, to back to – is it back-to-back Super Bowls? Yeah, they've gone to yeah. back-to-back Super Bowls, right? And And – Back-to-back-to-back AFC championship games. Yeah. When you got a team that dominant, the rest of your division has to build to beat Mm -hmm. that team or they're just going to be left in the dust. And so as we've built 
to beat the Chiefs, we've we've created a team that will be and and each one of the Raiders, Chargers, and the Broncos have built teams that can win anywhere, anytime. So the 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 Chiefs' success, and ultimately, you know, going back to the Broncos' success, has built the AFC West to be a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. When it goes back to what George Payton has done so far in his early career at Denver, he, of course, you know what we liked, what we saw last year's draft. You got all kinds of weapons: Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamlin. The list goes on and on. This Broken, year, both of them. Yeah, the list goes on and on. And now you got this year's draft, which I still like. And he mainly focused on defense because he realized the only way you're going to beat Kansas City is your defense has got to stop him. You just yep. can't give up oh, another touchdown and try to outscore him because guess what? We're going to lose 42 to 22 because we can't we can't outscore these guys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And then what else did they do? They went out and got a running back. Got a running back, yep. So they got a running back in the second round. So he's gonna be a stud. I'm I'm telling this kid's good is Williams is good. He's a baller, dude. He, he's he, good. Well the problem with Williams though right now with Pookie is he seems to be one of those guys that gotta be a bell cow. Yep. You, you just gotta feed him. Last week he only had 12 carries. Well, he's just getting started with 12 carries. Yeah, he this is early in his career. He's gotta get a, gotta get his feet wet. But I'm telling you, he's gonna go, he's gonna go off. When you can start giving that kid the ball 25, 26, 27 carries a game, that is where – that's how he's going to be better. You know, that 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 seems to me that he's going to get stronger as the game goes on. So he, he's – you need to feed this guy. You need to feed him. Um, I know that you got to feed Gordon too, but – He's better than Gordon. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how to it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. You Williams is gonna be he's gonna be maybe the top top two or three back in the NFL next year. Mm-hmm. Next year. Yeah, absolutely. but I think going forward, you'll see a lot more carries. They're gonna start featuring him a lot more if he can hold on to the ball and not fumble on the on the goal line. If he can hold on to the ball, you're going to start seeing a, a much bigger workload for him. Uh, I I think 12 carries is not enough. You got to give him 20, 25 carries. Once you start doing that, now now you got a team that is going to be. Very tough, a very, very tough out. Because if they can run the ball and play defense like they do, and Teddy Bridgewater completing seventy percent of his passes, I don't know how you stop that, dude. And I think this team's built for the future. I mean, you you yeah, look at too. you got Gordon, who's what I think this is his final year on his two year contract. I think yeah, he won't be back next year. No. Mm-mm. I just I, I like this team where they're going. Hopefully, Locke backing up maybe can improve and they can figure out what they want to do with him. I don't really know at this point. Um, hey, I, I, I got into a debate. How old is uh, I don't know if you know. Do you know Larry Reed, the ideal? 
Oh on yes, Twitter. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know him? Yes. He he's a good dude, man. He's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite Twitter guys. He's actually out here last week for uh, Bronco game. He came out and met some Twitter friends in Denver. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him, but I had a conversation. I, I said that I think we've talked about it too. Is that Brett Rippin is a better backup quarterback than Drew Locke? Remember that conversation? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember us having that conversation? Listen, yep. and I, I said the same thing yesterday. And this was before they promoted rip into the 53 have you heard about this Mm-mm. so the texans wanted to sign brett Rippin off of our practice squad so because we had an opening with the hamler injury instead of letting the texans sign Rippin off the practice squad they promoted him to the 53-man roster uh in in hamler's spot wow so Talk to me. What? What? Why in the world would the Broncos want to hold on to Brett Rippin if they have Drew Locke backing him up? Like it, it? Why, if it's so easy to replace a third-string quarterback, if you can just bring anybody in, why would they promote Rippin? Why do they want to keep him so bad? Well, I think he. I think there's something special with this kid. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, listen. He's not the most talented player. He's well, not as talented as Law. Physically, he's not as talented. But like I said, he's a five mm-hmm. every single day. You know what you're going to get from Rippin. And he's smart. And he, he, he knows the playbook. He, he, you know you can trust him to come in off the bench, in, in a pinch, and run the offense. You know you have that in him. And that is something that I don't know if you can trust Drew Locke necessarily to do as a backup. Do you remember we had this conversation? I don't think Drew Locke is a good backup quarterback. He's a starting quarterback. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that brings and up Rippin. Yeah, Rippin is a backup quarterback. Well, six one, two hundred pounds. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not a starting quarterback. He doesn't have an arm. Mm-hmm is in the mold of the traditional backup quarterback. You don't want him starting. If you if you have to start him one or two games, maybe. You don't want him starting. You want him coming off the bench in case of a pinch where you can you know you can run your offense. And you won't miss you 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 might miss a beat, but you know that he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and that you don't you, the game plan won't have to change. You don't have to change the playbook because you know he knows the playbook. So to come in, that is a trust issue, right? To, yep. to trust your backup quarterback is a big deal. But the backup role is not a role that every quarterback can do. And I don't think that Drew Locke fits that role as well as Brett Rippin. And I think that Brett Rippin, although not as good a quarterback as Drew Locke necessarily, is a better suited for the backup role. He's a better backup quarterback than Drew Locke. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> you gotta you gotta get into the you gotta get into the mind twist of this thing. But there's a role that he fits perfectly. Where does what's Bridgewater's contract look like? Do we still have him for next year or is this, this is the last year? Do we know? I I think he's got an option. I'm pretty sure he's got an option. Because Carolina signed him for three years or four, three or four years, and he only played for one. Mm -hmm. So this is the second year. I think he's got an option. We got to if we pick up the option. I think it's we got to pick up the whole option. They don't. They're not on the hook or anything. And I think it's some. It's like twenty five or twenty eight. Twenty eight million. <laughs> Okay, so he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. Is he really? Yep. Yep, yep. So he hits the market this year. Does he? Whoa. Now we're right back what to the doing, man? <laughs> So this kid's going to come in here, all out of control, and we're going to win the division with him as our quarterback. And we could potentially lose him again. Or not again, but we could lose him. Well, I mean, and word around the campfire is that the deal for Aaron Rodgers is not dead. But Aaron Rodgers, he was, to me, Aaron Rodgers was a 2021 thing. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sold on Aaron Rodgers as a 2022 thing. And, that, of course, I took a lot of lot of rift when I said that thing on Twitter. I, yes, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers as a Bronco. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I don't want him at his age. That's what concerns me. Even though he's playing phenomenally in Green Bay, I'm not knocking that. But the offer for a 37-year-old just wasn't turned on by it. No pun intended. It's just I wasn't. No, I know. I get it. Yeah. Um, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would, I, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers. Well, absolutely right. This year. But now that we got Teddy and Teddy's showing us what he can do and what he brings to the table, and he's only 28. I think next year will be his age 29 season. I mean, why not? So here's an Why not run it with, with Teddy? So Teddy's – so he's, an, he's a free agent after this year. Drew Locke is a free agent after 22. Yeah, but yeah, but I wonder if, if Drew Locke is a trade chip. Well, and that's my next thing I was going to ask you, and kind of want to discuss. I'm kind of I think this could get interesting. What's the value at this moment of Drew Locke? If they decide, boy, let's just re-sign Bridgewater. Let's just say three years. I don't care what they do, three, four years. Now, what, what's what's the value for Locke? As a backup? Mm -hmm. In Denver? To try to train him away to avoid any potential, well, potential QB issues. I don't think he has any trade value. What about fourth rounder? No. If if any team in the NFL wanted to give a fourth round draft pick for Drew Locke, I would throw my back out jumping on that trade. 
Yes, I would take it. <laughs> the thing is, is that there's not one team in the NFL that will give a fourth round draft pick for Drew Locke right now. Not one. Well, I'm trying to think of a team that has a that has no core. What about Pittsburgh? Yeah, I was just thinking about the Steelers. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Why? Why would you? Who? What are you gonna do? Bring Bring in Drew Lock? <laughs> I, I just for what? For a fourth round pick? No, mm -hmm. no way. No way. I I don't think he has any trade value, man. I'm, I know one thing. If Teddy continues his hot this season like we think he can, pull put the stats up like I think he can. Boy, he's gonna be a hot commodity next year. Yeah, boy, yeah, he's be a hot commodity. I don't think he beats Denver. I don't. I, there's no way he he the Broncos don't resign. They're gonna offer him something. Denver Broncos this year, and we like him, and he does great things with the Broncos this year. He'll be a Denver Bronco next year. I say go for it. At least, I mean, what what's the worst thing that George is going to sit here and say? Hey, here's an offer of three for whatever thirty six. I don't care what it is. And Who, for, uh, for for Teddy, for Teddy, you think twelve mil? No, no. If he wins this division this year, look the way he's been playing the, the first three weeks. If he play, if if we beat the Ravens and then go to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh, we're five and zero. Oh. Teddy's $25 million. You have to start at $25 million. It probably goes up to $30 million. I'm telling you, I I still think if we beat Baltimore, we have a good shot to be undefeated, at least heading into Cleveland, which I would love to go to Cleveland for that one, but work schedule sucks. I, I, think, uh, I think the value for Teddy Bridgewater right now is, own, is, is undetermined. But if we were going to re-sign him, let's say right now, mm -hmm. it would take $75 million over the next three years Ooh. to sign him. Fully guaranteed. Ooh. But he's got to stay healthy, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like He's got to show me that he can stay healthy for an entire year, that he can win a playoff game. If he can win a playoff game, I think the Broncos give him 25 to 30 a year, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the, the, you know, it it costs a lot of money to have a a captain and a good quarterback for your team. Well, Drew Lock has potential. Really? Listen, <laughs> if Drew Lock had potential, they wouldn't have brought Teddy in, and Teddy wouldn't have beat him, and he wouldn't be the starting quarterback right now. No, I had to throw that in there because I know you like to hear Drew Locke. You, you tell me. Do, do you think that Drew Locke has trade value right now? I think the best you can get out of him depends on what George Payton's looking at. I still say at least a six-rounder. What did we give up for Tebow, fifth or sixth? Uh, I think it was a four, fourth-rounder. Hmm. But he won a playoff game. He won the division. He a really good Pittsburgh team too. He won a playoff game. He won the division. That's worth a fourth round pick. And he was selling a lot of jerseys. Well, that he was. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. in New York, he was going to sell a lot of jersey. So that's worth something, especially to a new owner. I think they just sold mm-hmm. the Jets when they traded for Tebow. Yeah, they had a so management changes since then. You see what I'm saying? So there's nobody. Drew Locke doesn't move the needle like Tim Tebow. Drew Drew Locke Drew Locke is an afterthought in 31 other on 31 other teams. And I would argue, and I have argued on on Twitter to my dismay, probably, that Drew Locke is easier to replace than Brett Rippin. Well, absolutely. Now, I would agree on that. Absolutely. Because Brett Rippin is a football he's a football genius. He know he can he he learn a playbook and know the playbook faster than than 90% of the, the quarterbacks in the league. He's one of those guys that'll end up being like a head coach. He'll he'll be like Boise State's head coach one day. Mm-hmm. No, I can I, mean? def- I can definitely see that. Yeah, he's going to be their head coach. He'll be like 33 years old and like he'll be the head coach somewhere of a, of a major college football team. And a good one. A good mm-hmm. football team. You know what I mean? That's that's who that's who Brett Rippon is. Brett Rippon is a coach on the field. Somebody that 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 can he just won't make the dumb mistakes. He'll make mistakes where his arm isn't strong enough, where, you know, he'll try to throw an out that his arm just won't get it there and it'll get picked off maybe. Those are the mistakes he makes, are, are, more, are more physical mistakes. But he, he won't make mental mistakes. And I think you can almost be okay with him making physical mistakes. But when he makes men, when you when when you make mental mistakes, those are the killers, man. And that's what Drew Locke does. He he makes mental mistakes constantly, and he he, he doesn't put he doesn't put the offense in in, in the right blocking. He he gets lit up. How many times has Teddy Bridgewater been just absolutely front trained this year? Uh, not On a sack. Yeah, not never. Yeah, he's he he's going through his progressions. Check check check. You can see Teddy. He's here here here. He goes through his progressions, and he's just like checking, looking, looking, looking. He's really he's patient, but he goes through his reads, and then oh, it, the play breaks down. He's set, but he doesn't he doesn't have the ball high turn and just getting blasted where there's like free rushers coming in Mm -hmm. because Teddy puts the offense in the right positions to block for him. He knows he he reads the defense. Those are the things that Teddy does that Drew Locke does not. But it's the quarterback not checking to a, to the right block scheme. Right, check to the slide to the right because 
this guy's coming. Well, we've talked about this before. Like, how often have you heard Drew Locke say, 52 is the mic? Mm-hmm. Check the mic because that guy's the mic. You never see it because he doesn't that, – that's not part of his game. His game is get the ball, see the see the see the open player, and throw it to the open player. That's his game, and he, he the game is too fast for Drew Lock as a quarterback, and that's just that's a shame because the dude has all kinds of talent. He mm. just doesn't have this for the game. He just doesn't see it right. He doesn't see it fast enough. And and he got he got blasted two or three times in the first two or three weeks of, of the season where he was getting lit up, man. Where he he gets injured, he's hurt all the time. He's hurt every year because he's getting blasted by free rushers. He not putting the offensive line in a position to block those guys. Where I think of Brett Rippin. And, and and obviously Teddy Bridgewater is doing those things. Do those things will keep himself clean for the most part. And and those are the mental mistakes that Drew makes that these guys aren't making. So here's a good here's a uh, good thought. Is it is it possible? Of course, you know I'd rather see. If, assuming everything goes continues to go as planned for Bridgewater and for Denver, they're running 14 games. Um, is would it be potentially okay that if we happen to lose out on the Bridgewater sweepstakes, so to speak, in 22? Yeah, is, I hope. Well, first of all, I'm hoping Locke's learning something under Bridge or under Teddy. I hope. I don't know if he is. I haven't heard if he is or is he isn't. But let's just say he is. Could we see Locke in 22 if we lose out in the sweepstakes? Even for one year? Darn. Nope. Simple answer, dude. So what you're telling me is that uh, now I got uh, two quarterback jerseys or three quarterback jerseys that just went bye-bye? Yeah, your three jersey is uh, officially on. <laughs> you can buy the three jerseys right now at TJ Maxx for like twelve bucks. <laughs> TJ Maxx will have a bunch of number three jerseys very, very soon. Number well, fives, maybe not, not as many, but number three will have plenty. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's over, man. But you. It, it's like uh, you know that saying you can never go home. Yep. It, it's like you can never go back to that quarterback. You you, you can't have a, a starting quarterback and then go to another quarterback and then go back to that other quarterback. It just tell me when that has happened before. Give me a historical situation where that is the case. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen, dude. Yeah, I can't. Think it never that. happens, man. You, you you don't you don't go from one starting quarterback to the next and then go back. It just it just doesn't happen historically. It doesn't happen, and that and that's why Drew Locke doesn't have any trade value. 
because every team in the NFL knows that they're not going to go back to Drew Locke. And they also know it's that, yeah, you can you can see what you can get. Maybe you can develop him. Maybe. And maybe he'll have trade value next year or, or whatever. But ultimately, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, the reason why he's still a Bronco is because they couldn't get rid of him. They couldn't trade him, and they're not going to drop him. I mean, yeah, he hasn't done anything egregious for them to say, like, Drew, you know, you, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here kind of thing. He's been a good guy, you know, but you're not, you're not going to go back to Drew Locke. And, and that's why there's no, there's, that's why there's no trade value for him. You know, and you brought a good point of what, why would Denver uh, keep Brett Rippon? You know, he's a good guy just for the quarterback to learn from. Exactly. And he's Drew Locke's best buddy. I mean, they're best buddies. Those two are like two peas in a pod. Word around the campfire. And and I think that, uh, you know, maybe maybe Brett Rippon is teaching Drew Locke. Maybe that, you know, they're, they're hoping that he'll rub off on him. You know, like, hey, get in the playbook. Get with this guy. Make, make him know what we need him to know. Teach him those things. Like be be his mentor. And they're like the same age. They came out the same year. They're the same. They're ultimately the same guy. But they they trust Brent Rippon more than they trust Drew Locke. And you can say whatever you want to say about it, but why would they promote Brett Rippon to the 53? When they obviously need help at linebacker and special teams, right? Yep. So they can say whatever they want to say, but look at what they're doing. Those mm. are the things. That's what you got to do in, in the NFL. Is look what they're doing. Don't listen to what they're saying. I'm with you, and, and you know, maybe you never know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see Brett right uh, ripping the. Uh, Hitting somebody in linebacker. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you might, I guess, put him out there on, on punt return. On punt return. Make him tackle somebody. <laughs> Make him tackle somebody. <laughs> he could be a gunner, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't no, know. The reason why they're keeping Brett Rippin is because they trust him. He's well, going to be a backer. He's their backup quarterback, ultimately. I, I think they're. Tr- <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, man, with Drew Locke. I honestly don't. I have I, I don't know what they're doing. They're they're obviously not gonna trade him. Well, no. Mm-mm. We also what do you do with Drew Locke? You know, I, I, I may have to on Twitter this week or next week, may just find try to find some Bronco insider that might know something. Just like, hey, what are you hearing about Drew Locke? I'm just curious what is at behind closed doors of what Locke's um, persona is. I mean, what is he there from Denver to do besides be Teddy Bridgewater's backup? But I don't know if anybody would leak, leak that information, even if he did. Well, 
I mean, I don't think you'll get the right information. I, I don't. I don't even know if they know what they're doing with Drew Lock. To be totally honest with you, I don't think so either. I think they're trying to develop him. I think they would love to develop him. I, I, I think they will hope that he would come around and be, you know, a serviceable backup. But I, I just, just I, I don't know, man. You tell me. What, what do you? What? What are? You, what are your thoughts on it? I think what they're trying to do is see if. <clears throat> I mean, also, I don't know what's going on behind doors, but you know, I could potentially see a Teddy Brett kind of thing. You know, you learn under you learn under Teddy. Uh, Brett Ripon's your mentor, and learn from him. And I, I, I be honest with you, I think that they're trying to groom him. But the question is, what is there to groom besides some of his, you know, intelligence and his his, his progressions? Um, that's what I would hope to see. But if if Teddy continues to prove like he he's been playing. I don't see how you can't at least make an offer for Teddy to stay in Mile High City. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is Teddy's team now, man. Yeah, this exactly. is not Drew Locke's team. I don't. I think there's a few. I think there's just a few people that are left over from the Drew Locke like fan club that you know they they want to see him be the backup at least, and I don't even think that's a plausible scenario for him. The way it's looking, I don't, I don't know. I don't even see that either. No, I mean, I, maybe they're maybe like a Pittsburgh. Once, once the Broncos rough him up, maybe Draymond Jones puts one on Drew, Big Big Ben, and lay him out, lay him out, or do whatever they got to do, and just put him on his back six times, and they, and they got to go to some. They just knock him out of the league ultimately. <laughs> Once that happens, then maybe you trade him to Pittsburgh. I don't know, dude. I I honestly don't. I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're trying to look for a quarterback desperate team that will take a Drew Locke. But as of right now, I don't think there's anybody out there that, that even wants it. You know, and honestly, and I'm not trying to be funny or thing. I really don't see Big Ben making it this through this whole season. He's struggling. Exactly. Oh, he's really struggling. I think he should have retired in 2019. Yep. I think he did retire in 2019. He just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> he didn't let he didn't let everybody know. He just no, kept he, showing up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Coach Thomas probably like, oh god. <laughs> Here we go again. Now for a jokes aside, he's he's done. He's, yeah, he's done. done. He's done, man. Yeah, Big Ben's done in Pittsburgh, and I think Pittsburgh as a whole is done. But here's yeah. a thought. Baker Mayfield, if he don't do nothing in Cleveland, do you see Baker being traded? Maybe Denver trade ba- uh, Locke for Baker. No. Well, you don't want no, Baker to stay in Cleveland. They love him there. Yeah, they do. They got a they got a love affair for that guy. You can't blame him. Now he's he's played pretty well for them. Yeah. He got he got them to the playoffs. So I mean, you, that that's like like I said, all the Broncos know right now is to go to the playoffs. So we might be back. We'll, the we'll adore whoever gets us there. Oh yeah, even if it is Brett or Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Hey man, I, I hate to do this, but my phone's about to die. 
<laughs> no, you're good, man. <laughs> but uh, so if it, if it dies, I'm sorry. I, I should have charged it up before I, I no. came in here. No, you're good. I figured we'll probably start one. I know it's not late, late there, but I'm sure you will at least want to enjoy some of your e evening that's left. But uh, well, my man, it's been good talking to you again. Yeah, you too, man. I always appreciate you bringing me on. I love I love talking about these things because you know I, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna try to anyway, and you do too. And you, you give me. You, I know you love Drew Locke, but you let me. Uh, you let me just be real with it. No, I gotta so I appreciate that. I gotta tease with Drew. I gotta tease with Drew. It could be worse. I mean, we could. Have, I mean, we could have Big Ben. We could have Paxton Lynch. Paxton. <laughs> we could have back is he even on the roster do we i'm not making fun of him i, really I think he's him. in uh canada i think oh, he's a backup quarterback in canada somewhere oh jesus well bless his heart bless his heart bless his... <laughs> yeah well anyway guys it's been fun talking some broncos with my buddy clyde all the way yeah, buddy, from buddy. denver of course listen to us on itunes google Follow us on Twitter at AirRate underscore podcast and Facebook as well. Clyde, enjoy. Uh, before you head off, your final prediction, Baltimore, Denver, final score. Uh, Broncos 23-16. I'm going 24, what was I saying? 24-14. So we'll see. But uh, nonetheless, Clyde, it's been fun talking to you, buddy. Take care, and uh, you've been listening to the Air Raid Attack podcast. Always, always, always feel free to join the conversation, hashtag Air Raid Attack podcast, and uh, stay tuned on Twitter because, uh, let's be honest, I got a big-time guest I'm in the works with. You'll definitely want to know who and when it'll take place. And, of course, Cleveland fans, don't forget, Miss Molly's coming on. We're just getting the date set up and worked out in the meantime everyone enjoy week number four of the nfl and college football week five don't forget on ColorCast, download the app if you have an iphone yeah don't worry android users uh the color cast app will be out there here shortly download us and download the app listen to the air attack podcast 7 p.m central every friday night on ColorCast. And uh, it will be a fun one. And, of course, check out Championship Sport Media. Uh, great articles, great content. And, uh, as always, Law Terrain watches. Check them out. Use the code AIRRAID to save you some money as we're just around the corner of the holiday season. But, nonetheless, it's been good. You've been listening to the Air Raid Attack podcast. I'll see you same time next week. And I'll see you on Friday night on ColorCast.